Welcome back to another episode of the Water Women podcast. I'm Jill, the host and creator. For this episode, I sat down with Lauren Rousey, a PhD student at UMB St. John. I first met Lauren when she was my TA for the Marine semester, and my first reaction to her was, wow, I want to be this girl. She's easily the most down-to-earth, nicest girls that you'll ever meet. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear a little bit about what she does and how she got here. So Lauren, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a third year PhD student at uh, UMB St. John here, as you know, and I uh, study winter dormancy in fish, which is very similar to hibernation in bears, but a little bit different by a couple of things. And I like to look at their swim performance and different like feeding behaviors and basically figure out why they're going dormant. No one's yeah. really studied it and the mechanisms behind it. That's so really cool. There's a lot of conflicting um, reports on different fish and what they do in the winter. Some are reported to bury, some are reported to go deeper, some go shallower. So no one really knows exactly what they do. And, and no one wants to get in the water when it's that cold to figure it out. Exactly, so or it's frozen. And or what are they doing underneath the ice? We don't really know. We never so know, so that's what we have you for. I'm hoping to have, have <laughs> some answers. It's a really cool project. And um, the swimming performance, I've kind of wrapped that up. And basically, I was looking at how fast and how long they can swim, which is important for a number of different behaviors. Obviously, fish need to swim, so that's like a key ability to survive and escaping predators, migrating, reproduction, things like that. And it was a really cool um, part yeah. of my PhD, and now I'm moving into more feeding stuff and seeing if they eat, how they can eat. A lot of times they don't, so oh. we're kind of looking more into that now. So did you always know that you wanted to do something with the ocean or the water? Like, was it always kind of your goal? Yes, I think so. So I changed my mind a little bit, as one does, but ever since I was an infant, I loved the ocean. So I love telling the story of my mom taking me to all the small beaches in Texas, and I would crawl into the waves, and she would pick me right back up and put me back, and I would crawl back to the waves <laughs> and just go, ooh, every time a wave <laughs> went by me. So I've always loved the ocean, and I've been super passionate about it, and yeah. That's great. I love it. So you are from Texas, and I always mm -hmm. forget that Texas has a coastline. Cause, Everybody does. Like, you think of it as, like, a landlocked uh, state. Right. But, no. Nope. And it's got a lot of coastline, because Texas is uh, the second biggest state in, oh. in the United States. Wow. Second to Alaska, which has a little bit more coastline. <laughs> Just a little bit Just more. Just a little. So, yeah, Texas is great. And um, where I grew up in the Houston area, Galveston, is the beach that's closest to us, about an hour away. Oh, that's pretty close. Oh, yeah. And it's, you know... The waves aren't big, but you can go and kind of explore and see sand dollars washed up and jellyfish, and it got me at least curious about the ocean and what Absolutely. lives in it and how it works and everything. And you do a lot of sailing too. Did you start that in Texas too? No, I wish I could say I did. The one, the first time I was on a sailboat was in Texas. My um, good friend, her stepdad had a boat, and we went sailing once. The most I did was sleep on the rail, so. Important. Yep, and tan, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now I really got into sailing in the Caribbean. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was very lucky to um, kind of know people through marine science yeah. and through teaching that I got a position not knowing how to sail mm. <laughs> at this marine biology slash sailing slash diving camp in the British Virgin Islands called uh, Sail Caribbean. Cool. Like most exciting job really rewarding. I can imagine. Honestly, so fun. Um, yeah, so I taught kids marine science, 
learn how to sail and taught kids how to sail. And <laughs> You mean you didn't learn to sail while teaching kids to sail? Um, I definitely did a little bit of that, <laughs> I, I will say. Um, yeah, I had basically the first two weeks was kind of an internship, kind of feel you out, get your knowledge of um, basic sailing stuff, and then put you on a boat with and someone more go. experienced. And then by the end of the summer, I was the most experienced on the boat somehow. That's so exciting. <laughs> and you still sail now? Yes, I sail um, with the Royal Canada Cases Yacht Club here in my race, which is so much fun. Oh, that's exciting. It's awesome. And you're going to take me out someday, right? Absolutely. Done. You're on Can't my wait. list. Can't wait. It's a long list. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's just like... If I had a boat of my own, it would be a lot easier. <laughs> but, but you're I just using... Kind of Hop, hop on lucky people, <laughs> or I guess I'm the lucky one. <laughs> You're the lucky one here? Yeah. So how did you get into brain science? Did you go to school in Texas to start out? I did, yep. So I did my undergrad at the University of Texas at Austin, and most people, if they are familiar with cities in Texas, Austin is not on the beach. Yeah, it's pretty... Pretty inland. <laughs> pretty yep, inland, pretty yeah. Center, center of Texas. So um, <laughs> they actually have a really good marine science program in Port Aransas, okay. which is another Texas beach town. Very small very fun little town it's very quaint everybody fishes there it's a big fishing town nice so um, like UNB has marine semester here we have a similar program called semester by the sea so you Cute. go down there live there for a whole semester and you get immersed in your own independent research project oh nice and that was the first time I did marine science like truly yeah. I worked in a lab previously I think when I was a sophomore in college on um, diatom research and basically a lot of DNA processing yeah. and um, PCR, all these really lab intensive techniques that I was not super keen on. So I was like, yeah, get me to the beach. Let's, get me to the beach. let's try that out. I and that. I worked with an awesome professor. I worked on oil research because Texas, Deepwater Horizon oil spill, yeah. that was a big impact. Big so thing there. A lot of people had grants to do oil research, so I, I did. Um, I studied fish behavior and kind of more swimming performance uh, type stuff. That's okay. kind of where I started that. And that was my first experience with research, and that's where I really fell in love with it. And then you said, okay, this is it forever? Yeah, pretty much. And then you didn't do a master's, did you? You just jumped right into your PhD? Yeah, so I, I ended up working. Um, I worked for Sail Caribbean, I think, the second summer before I graduated, and then I ended up graduating early in the fall of 2016. Oh, impressive. So, yeah. <laughs> I got lucky and had credits from high school. I wanted to stay an extra semester, trust me, but it was that tuition payment, right? I feel like <laughs> it gets you. So yeah, I, I ended up graduating early, and then I went back and worked as a research assistant with that oh. same professor in Puerto Rico. Cool. Nice. So that was really fun. And then I kind of figured I wanted to do a master's, but where? I could go back to Sail Caribbean that summer, maybe teach in the Bahamas. I applied for a job there, and then I applied for a master's position here with Dr. Ben Screws Roche. The coolest person the, ever. The coolest professor. I'm only I, saying that because I hope he listens to this. I hope he doesn't. It'll blow his head up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. We can control it. But um, yeah, I applied for that. So kind of threw all my cards out there and said, wherever the chips may fall, then I'll, I'll see how it goes, and ended up having an interview with Ben. Uh, it was a really cool project that we talked about on the phone, and I was like, ooh, I really, I really want this master's position. So I was hoping for that. Didn't 
care as much about the Bahamas job because yeah. I really wanted to do research again. I know I had that job in the Sail Caribbean again. Like, it, it's kind of your backup plan. Like, exactly. Like, things didn't work out. Right. I haven't. It's exciting. <laughs> but, like, I'd like to go this way now. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, I ended up, I was actually in the Caribbean when I found out that Ben was like, yep, I want you. Let's oh, come out to Canada in, in September. I was like, let's do it. And it was the best choice ever. And yeah, I ended up just kind of rolling it over after a year into a PhD. PhD. Yeah. That's so cool. It's really cool that we have that program here. Yes. Yeah. My project was just expanding and becoming even even more cool. There was more questions coming out of it. And we like to really follow where the science goes in our lab. So if it's yeah. really exciting, we just kind of go that way. And You guys do have a really cool, very like, go with the flow lab yeah once again only saying this because ben is my prof right now and will be grading my work so you know hey i might grade some of it too okay that's true so i'm gonna sweet talk you too right. don't worry um yeah, you guys do have a very cool lab that like focuses on a lot of cool different research we yeah i i feel very lucky to be in this lab we have a ton of great people and i think that comes from um just ben picking awesome scientists that kind of have similar personalities so we're, yeah. we're very tight-knit and all the new students we keep getting are very smart and have great ideas and it's it's a really um, collaborative lab and very exciting to be in right now and you guys mostly work with fish right like it's yeah all yep. fish right now uh it's all fish yep there's uh ben why I'm not there. i don't like fish <laughs> which I hate that about you. <laughs> it's the only thing. <laughs> Listen, I just don't think they exist. I don't think they're real. I couldn't oh. find any that one time. <laughs> well, when you tried to recreate a fish skeleton, that might be why, because I don't know what yours turned into. It looked a little more like a T-Rex or a Triceratops than a fish, but Definitely. you know, it's okay. still, I still got a good mark on it. B for effort, right? Exactly. Isn't that the saying? <laughs> yeah, B for effort. Yeah. <laughs> See, maybe because it was awful. Yeah, it's all right. It was but bad. everybody has to love fish. It's fair. <laughs> I used to be one of those marine mammal lovers that only wanted to do mammals. I think fish are kind of cool. No, they're pretty cool. And what you guys do with them is cool. And it's all cool research that you're doing. Exactly. So. And every time you say cool, I just think winter dormancy. Yeah. Pun intended. Pun intended. Because it's cool. Exactly. So <laughs> what exactly are you looking at for your PhD right now? Like, what is the experiments you're doing and what's going on? Great question. Um, so the experiments that I've kind of just finished up were all the swimming. So I was really looking at swimming duration in cold temperatures, um, both acute responses, so short-term, and over uh, long-term acclimation. So it's kind of intuitive if you give a fish a longer time at any given temperature, they'll probably get used to it if you yeah. leave them there for a while. So I was testing those responses compared to the short term at very cold temperatures, like two, three degrees that they would experience regularly in the winter compared to like their summer temperature of 15 and seeing how those responses change. So I Absolutely. basically would chase fish around a bucket and see how fast they swam. Well, we're very nice scientific here. Yes, very, uh, <laughs> a little bit crude metrics, but surprisingly used everywhere. And it's because they have this thing called um, a swim tunnel that is essentially an underwater um, treadmill for fish, essentially. That's so funny. It's quite fun. And I've worked with them before, but Cunner are a lazy fish and they don't like it. So Cunner <laughs> are the species I work yes. on mostly. My favorite fish if I had one, but oh, I do. Good, good, good. I answer. do like Cunner. <laughs> they're so cute. They're really cute. They're so weird and they are very lazy, and but they're fun to work with. I think that's my might be why they're my favorite maybe yeah <laughs> i love them no, every time i see them i'm like I just, they're so cute we had um when i worked at the aquarium we had little baby cunners and i just like and i work on the small ones so and they just tuck up in a little corner of their aquarium and go to sleep at night <laughs> and like, wake well, up and want food 
you know what? Kind you, of, you are Connor. I am a Connor, actually. <laughs> now that I think about it, that's it. Now I've made the connection. <laughs> so what is it you love working about fish? Like, what is what is it that drew you to fish? What was so cool about them to you? I think what really drew me to fish, because like I said, I was, you know, into science and the ocean. Yeah. And so you think of the charismatic megafauna, yeah. the, the whales, the turtles, the, yeah. the exciting stuff, which are super cool. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think just loving snorkeling and diving and being in the water all the time. I was seeing all these fish, right? They're everywhere. Yeah. There's a lot more fish around, depending on where you are, than these big stuff. So I really like to know about what I'm seeing when I'm in the water. So that got me into looking more into species ID and what makes them different and their morphology and all of that. And then obviously once I saw a fish project in the list that I could work on in Port Aransas, it's like no brainer, there we go. That's the one. I will say, after taking all of these fish classes, now when I'm diving, I'm like, oh, that's that kind of fish. Oh, right? that's that kind. And it's cool, and, and you feel a little smart. Yeah, you're kind of like, mm, I know how things work with you. Right? And I don't know why I know that, but now I know and it. And that's what got me into physiology, because it was the question of what's going on on the inside. Yeah. How, how does this work? How do you move around? And then, you know, from there, it's a million questions into behavior and ecology and all the big stuff. Physiology has always kind of been my interest, too. And mm-hmm. kind of my goal is, like, Figure out what's going on with yeah. things. We don't know what yet. Because we have so many questions. So many unanswered yes. questions. Yeah. It's crazy. I love that. So what do you do in the ocean? Like, you like to dive, sail, snorkel, all this stuff? <laughs> Pretty much everything you can think of. I love paddleboarding. Um, I got into diving, and I've got my paddy rescue diver now. A rescue diver? Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I yeah. I, I love it. It was a really intense uh, course, but it was worth it. Worth it, yeah. And I was a lifeguard in college, so it kind of... That makes sense. Yeah, a little bit of transferable skills. Yeah. Uh, and snorkeling, freediving, love freediving, surfing. It's I want to try that out here actually really bad. Yeah, there's a couple places in Nova Scotia I know mm-hmm. that do And it. even people surf out here around St. John, so... Interesting. Heard the s- spots are pretty secret, so oh, I gotta I'll, get in there. I'll keep it on the beach, don't worry. <laughs> But uh, what's your favorite thing to do in the like? If you could only do one thing for the rest of your life in the ocean, what would oh. it be? It sounds cheesy, but I think as long as I have a mask and snorkel, I would do anything in the water. Yeah. So I love free diving. I I don't need a piece of equipment. I don't need a board. I don't need a tank. Just to be just in the water. In the ocean. Yeah. I like that too. It's just there's something about holding your breath and being under there and being like I'm part of this now. Like there's it's, nothing. It's an indescribable feeling, like Unreal. being underwater and just looking up and being at the bottom and just feeling it. Oh, so yeah. cool. The it's, water, the ocean is just insane. I, I love it. it. I, I love it. I wish it was a little warmer here, though. Yeah. I could be in it all yeah, the time. Yeah, a little bit different from home in Texas, hey? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> a little and bit Especially colder. in the Caribbean where I've had a lot yeah. of ocean experience. Yeah. That's where... So you went from the Caribbean to East Coast of Canada, which... Yeah, most people ask why. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Why? Besides your PhD, did you have any other things here? Or were you just like, ah, no, I guess this is where I'm ending up? I actually just love seeing new places. And East Coast, I've never really spent any time on the East Coast. My family's from California. So California and Texas is really where I've been most. And and South and Florida, of course. But East Coast was a new new adventure. And Ben hooked me immediately during our interview. It was like, oh, well, there's... There's the St. John and the Kennebecasis rivers, and they're sailing here, so... And that, that got <laughs> and me. Like, I was oh, like, okay, okay, well, done. <laughs> and then you got here and felt the winter for the first time and said, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, weirdly enough, you'd think that I would be, like, a warm-bodied person, yeah. you know, acclimated to the warm, but I've, I've handled it quite well. You have. I picked up skiing, you know. I went curling once. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually an ice girl now, not, not a water girl. I, I shred. I shred the slopes. <laughs> 
It's like surfing, just snow, right? Yeah, totally. I wish Definitely I, the exact same. If I was snowboarding, maybe I could say that. But, but skiing, skiing. Yeah. I go fast. I don't have a lot of control. But, you know. Well, that's the important thing. Go fast. Go yeah. fast. Go fast. Just give it your all. Maybe you know how to stop. Yeah, I'm still working on that. But yeah, that's fair. It's, fair. it's tough. Getting better. It's tough. So you do a lot of outreach, too, while you're here. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like, you do some TAing. Yep. I do my TA. I, I am. I absolutely love teaching and outreach. That's honestly right up there with research in terms of what I'm passionate about, yeah. which is why I love being in academia and having so many opportunities to teach. Um, a lot of the outreach things I do, one of the big ones is Skype a scientist. Yes. And I saw you post about that once, and I was like, how do I, how do I get into that? That's so cool. It's so, it's so amazing. Talk so, a little bit about what it is absolutely. and like how you do it. So Skype a scientist is this program that was actually started by a grad student Um, on the East Coast in the States, and it's completely donor-run, and basically what happens is scientists sign up to talk, and classrooms sign up to get scientists, and they get matched based on maybe where their curriculum is or um, what their interests are, and you kind of virtually teach and talk about what it is to be a scientist. That is so cool. It's very free-form, so usually when I Skype my classrooms, um, lately I've been um, Skyping with like fourth to sixth graders and nice. they have the most amazing questions it actually blows my mind how smart they are at that age and uh, we just end up talking about what it's like to be a scientist what my research ha- uh, has been kind of how did I get into science it's really really cool they often ask about climate change and it's the kids now like they're so smart I was not that smart in fourth grade yeah I would like to think I am but I probably wasn't. I was not yeah like <laughs> at all they're probably smarter than me now but we've talked on the, every single podcast I think we've done so far about mm-hmm. how like nice it is when you're talking to these kids and you just see that like light in Absolutely. their eyes of like this is what I'm going to do now right? and like you're like yeah please please like we need you and it's I just, had a like, teacher once ask uh, okay now now that Lauren's done talking like raise your hand if you think you might want to be a scientist or a, you know biologist and at least like three kids raised their hand I'm like that's a win that's if you get one like, right I know you're done you're like, winning it's the best. I love like, it. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I love that. And you know what? More probably will. Three said so, but... Yeah, but it's... They're early. <laughs> they're early. It's young. You can change your mind. Yeah, exactly. I definitely did, and then came back to the, the passion. And then you also do letters to a pre-scientist? I do, So yeah. what is that? I just started that this year, and I, I really love it. So basically, you get matched again with um, a student in these different classrooms that are participating. And it's a really great program uh, that basically similar similar style to Skype a Scientist, where it's all about kind of breaking down the kind of mystery behind what a scientist is. Yeah, because as a kid, be a scientist. you're like, a scientist, white lab coat. Right. That's like my only, Exactly. Like, We're breaking those walls down. Even, I don't think I ever wear a white lab coat. Even now, I'm like, what is a scientist? And I'm like, yeah. I am. Or like, I right, am one of you, those. You are a scientist. Which is terrifying because I think of scientists <laughs> as like these people that know everything, but in right. reality, scientists are like exactly. always learning. It, exactly. And being a scientist is so attainable for people and... It's about writing to your student, and a lot of times these um, students are coming from schools that in very like low-income areas, and so mm. they may think that a scientist is an old white guy in a lab coat, right? So yeah. they can't picture themselves as a scientist, or maybe they can't picture themselves as going to university. So it's all about 
telling them my story and my pitfalls and how I, you know, overcame them and basically just making it a lot more approachable to... That is so nice. Yeah, kids. That's so exciting. It's really cool. And, you know, sometimes they aren't into science at all because you're getting all <laughs> these kids in the classroom. And my student honestly wants to be a YouTube star. So maybe they'll be a science YouTube star. Right? That's what I keep, like, bring it back a little maybe bit Maybe, like, science. show people what you can do with science. Exactly. Just on YouTube. On YouTube. It's a great platform <laughs> the for fact it. That that's like a career aspiration now though is a little wild <laughs> it was, I don't even think it was like a thing when I was little like yeah. 2006 maybe I remember some early early youtubers but I don't want to date myself <laughs> <laughs> you're young you're young <laughs> so it's nice that you're kind of like a role model for these kids like they might not know you or stay in contact with you but they'll mm-hmm. always like remember like oh, that lady scientist told us about this and maybe we'll look you up. Exactly. And that's kind of what I want to spread because I know when I was growing up, the people I looked up to and who were my role models in marine science were my teachers for yeah. the most part. Like, Absolutely. You've got your larger people, like amazing scientists, like Dr. Sylvia Earle, for instance, oh. is a queen. But then more approachable is like your science teachers yeah. and even like the camp counselors that I would have at these different marine biology camps who just exuded passion and enthusiasm for science and for teaching, and that's what I try to kind of pass on to Absolutely. future generations. I still, to this day, credit my high school science teacher, right? Ms. Arsenault, for being like, yeah, you can go do sciences at university, and me being like, My whoa, 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 wait, I can continue learning about the stuff I love? Then I got here and realized I also had to take chemistry and was like, <laughs> never mind, actually. Yep, I, I somehow figured out how to get out of OCHEM 2 in my degree, and I am like so thankful every day. I did my OCHEM, and I said, that's it for chemistry. I'm not touching another one. Yeah. Could have gone a chem minor, and I said, no, thank you. It has absolutely its merits, not. and I respect chemists. I respect the heck out of them. Oh, absolutely. I cannot not do for it. Me. I not cannot for do me. it. Physiology? To ask me any bio <laughs> questions you need, but chem, I can maybe tell you two things. There you maybe. go. And that's okay. But even then, like, I credit Ms. Arsenault, and then also the first camp I went to for marine biology, mm-hmm. Laura and Tracy still, like, it has been eight years since I went to it. Yeah. And I remember coming home from that week-long camp and looking at my mom and dad. They sent me there because they were like, we'd rather pay for a week-long camp <laughs> for you to decide you don't like this than a whole, like, yes. tuition. Right? And you being like, I don't want to use this. And that's a smart thing for parents, honestly. And I my came home from that, and I said nope, this is what I want to do. And I fully credit Tracy and Laura for having so much passion and being like, the ocean is yep. so huge that even if there's nothing here this week that you liked, you're going to find something that's super cool. Absolutely. I don't know if they gave you a little DVD after that week-long summer camp, but they gave me one after my first one. I literally got home, popped in the DVD player, and made my mom watch it like five times with me. And I was like, look at how cool this is. There's me in my wetsuit looking like a nerd. No, but they did give me a framed photo of me hanging a crab from my hair. And for quite a long time, I was known as Crab Girl. I like it. Because I, I wish was, that had stuck. I kind of has. I'll bring it back. Okay. I'm Crab well, Whale Girl, Crab Girl. Yeah. Lots fair. of different Fish things. Fish Girl. Fish Girl. <laughs> you really just get a broad, overarching like, right? nickname and like, that's it. That's it. <laughs> whatever are married to it. Whatever animal you're into the most, there you go. There you are. Yep. Um, did you have any, growing up, did you have any, we're talking about role models, like, mm-hmm. did you have anyone that you like looked up to in the science community, like, or just women in general that you were like, this is a good person to look up to? Mostly my mom. She is the most amazing person in the whole wide world, and she is such a powerhouse at work, oh, and I love that. that's totally where I got my inspiration from and my kind of drive, and why I think that I 
can finish a PhD. Yeah. Who knows when that will be? But, but it will be. Yeah, I, I think I definitely get my hardworking attitude from her, and she's always been so supportive with anything I've ever wanted to do. That's great. And so she's like, yeah, you want to go to this uh, summer camp about marine biology in California that I've never seen or don't really know about? Go, have fun. Go, have fun. Tell me she about it. She was like super scared about it, like sending me <laughs> off on the plane, but it was amazing. And, and here you are. <laughs> here I am. Probably the best thing that ever happened to you. I interned that for camp. that like four years later, so. There you go. <laughs> All worked out for the best. Exactly. And that's where I actually met my contact who put me in Sail Caribbean, so. It's the marine biology community. Yeah. For contacts, like, and networking is insane and so helpful because right. I remember like in my first year of university and even like in high school people talk about networking and I was like mm-hmm. how do you network what do you, like, do? What do you mean that? like what does that mean like what, what is that and they're like oh it's like getting to know people but in my head I'm like it's like so much more than that like right. it's like I have to like get all their information and in reality it's like I went to an internship in Spain and now I know people in Sweden yes. and like Georgia and Paris and, like all go. those places that I can reach out to if I'm ever there or if I have questions about certain things that yes. like they're working on and it's awesome and I have definitely found especially women in science being super at least especially probably at, at our age the younger women in science yeah. are very supportive and want to help other women in science be brought up it's such a small portion of the whole stem mm-hmm. area I think only 24% of the stem community is women so Which is like just crazy to me it's insane because the amount of connections I have, I'm like, oh, it right? has to be, like, so many more. But then it's, like, it's such a small percentage that we really feel like we're lifting each other yeah. up. And, like, we're all, like, you always want to see a female scientist succeed. Like, Absolutely. It's never a competition. It's, no. like, you're doing great. Yeah. And I love that. It's I a know. great, it's, like... It feels good. It's a good network to be a part of. Definitely. If you had any, like, if there was a little girl listening to this and she, like, needed some advice on whether or not she'd go into marine science, like, what would you tell her? Or tell, like, your younger self, like, what would be your biggest piece of advice? I would just say stick to it. If you're really interested in marine science, figure out ways that you can get more involved in it, whether that's, like, a local summer camp or just reading books about marine science in the ocean in general. Or figuring out who these role models are. Now everyone's on social media. Follow all these amazing ocean women on Instagram, right? But no matter what people say as you grow up, I I know one of the biggest things that I've heard now that I say, oh, I'm a marine biologist, people are like, oh, I wanted to be that when I was a kid. Absolutely. I get that, like, on the boat. People will be like, oh, I wanted to do marine biology. I'm like, why didn't you? Why why not? Right? And so many people, for whatever reason, I'm I'm sure there's many, and hey, some people change their mind. Yeah, But I know when I was probably in high school, I was like, oh... Maybe I don't want to be a marine biologist because they make no money because that's what everyone says. Yeah. And then maybe I want to be a physician's assistant. I don't like doctors. I don't like hospitals. I don't really like people, people. I don't know. <laughs> right? So I'm like, I want to be a marine biologist. So stick with it if that's really what you're interested in. And there will absolutely be a way for you to become the awesome marine scientist that you want to be. And I think marine biologist is such a vague term. That oh, it's when so you, like, broad. When you're like, oh, I wanted to be a marine biologist, people are like, oh, okay. And you're like, do you want to work at SeaWorld? Yeah, like that's what you get. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah, and it's and it's, how are you supposed to know when you're young? And like, I had no idea that I would be doing my PhD right now. Thinking about back to like high school, like my sciences were always like biology at like a human level or mm-hmm. like right. just very broad. And like we never really, like we touched on ecosystems. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't really introduced to the ocean. Like, I was right. lucky enough to live in a province that's on the ocean. Yes. But 
other than that, like, I didn't really have, like, anything in school where I learned about that. Exactly. So books, movies, like, documentaries, social media. Like, it's such a, like, marine bio is such a huge... Oh yeah, and and we're we're marine biologists by trade, but there's also like a huge proportion that's freshwater biologists Absolutely. that study Great Lakes, for instance. Like that's a whole network of amazing scientists that focus yeah. on freshwater. So find a lake, find a river. There's something. There's always water around somewhere. <laughs> Hopefully, well, yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed. I'm just gonna stay that way. Yeah, Heading in a great direction for that. Yeah. You know, you know. I'm an optimist. So. <laughs> Fingers crossed. And then there's also other ways to be involved with the ocean other than ocean sciences. Like you can be a diver, or absolutely, like just someone who lives outside the ocean. Like, right? That's what I. That's what I hope to be. That's when, my goal. You know, if if marine biology doesn't work out, I hope I'm sitting on a beach somewhere. We can just go be beach bums together. There I we like go. That plan. It's I, great. I like it. Yeah, I think a board and you know beer in hand, I'll be happy. Done. I'm convinced. <laughs> sorry, Ben. I will not be in class on Monday. Like, sorry. <laughs> What's your favorite, like, ocean moment you've had? What's, like, the most, like, surreal, like, whether sailing, surfing, anything like that? Ooh, that's such a good question. Um, I'd have to say probably there's two that really stand out for me. One's on the water and one's in the water. Okay. My underwater one, I was at Sea Camp San Diego, the first biology camp that I'd ever been to, and we were going snorkeling with sharks. And I was like, what? This is crazy. I'm in danger, but also so excited. Oh, it's on my bucket list. I'm so jealous. Oh my god, it's the coolest thing. And so, in in La Jolla, California, in San Diego, it's crazy. You can just have your wetsuit on, and they're floaty because we're, yeah. we're kids and it's cold, and they want us to float. <laughs> <laughs> so we go out there, and then I could just count all of these different leopard sharks just swimming underneath me, and I'm like, this is crazy. I counted like 21 sharks or something, and the first one I saw, I was totally scared. Yeah. And then I just like found my breathing, looked at it, and I was like, this is the coolest thing in the whole wide world. Saw more coming, and then I started swimming after them, and it was the co- coolest thing in the whole wide world. I love that. So that was a game changer for me. And then one of the more recent ones, I was um, sailing across the Bay of Fundy, actually, to Digby, Nova Scotia. Right. And this past summer? Um, I did it this past summer, but the first time I did it was oh, in... Multiple times? Yeah, twice. Oh. Twice now. Wow, that's a long sail, too. So. It is. And the first one I did was very long and very rough. Oh, no. <laughs> very rough seas. But I remember we were, like, probably halfway through the bay, not even to the other side yet. And the sun was setting, and it was probably the most gorgeous sunset I've ever seen. And I'm on a boat that's being powered by the wind on a bay with all these massive tides, and it was just all connected, and it was just kind of an awesome moment. It's surreal, almost. Really, like, yeah. Sometimes just being out on the water, you're like, wow. It's just, wow. it makes me so happy. It's just, like, your heart's so full out there. So full. I love it. Um, where can people find you? Do you want to plug your social medias, your website, anything like that? Yeah, sure. Um, on Twitter, that's my big. Uh, I try to post cool science stuff, some some papers, there's some a lot lab of cool highlights stuff on there. Yeah, they, they, so I like I like to be active on Twitter. So that's uh, Rowdy Science. <laughs> <I love that laughs> my last name's Rousey, so Rowdy Rousey. That's where the story comes from. <laughs> if you're wondering, um, so <laughs> Rowdy Science. You can find me on Twitter, and yeah, if you want to check out my website for whatever reason, uh, it's LaurenRousey.com. And it's a great website. Really inspired mine. Oh, so. thank you. Thank you. I am I all about it. the aesthetics. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today, Lauren. I'm really happy you were here. Thank and you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Water Women podcast. As always, all social media will be listed down below. You can find us on Facebook at the Water Women podcast 
on Instagram at waterwomenpodcast and on Twitter at waterwomenpod. See you guys again next week. Until then, stay salty.